Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it's hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Spend some time in the first hour starting the show with uh, what happened yesterday in Kansas City. We have no news updates there, whether it's from the NFL or the Chiefs or uh, the local police with uh, Kansas City. But right now, with uh, 22 people injured, one of those people has died. But uh, if we have updates, we'll certainly bring that to your attention. I did reach out to a source with the uh, NFL home office, and I said, you know, moving forward, you know, can I, I, I know it's too soon to ask this, but I, I do want to ask this, and that is, will we look at how we handle parades differently? Will we do something where it's in a stadium now? Because I'm watching that Kansas City parade yesterday. That's as interactive as you'll find, where the fans – they were not unruly. They didn't go past the barriers. The players were there. They were socializing. They were autographing. They're used to this. They've had a couple of these parades. And the parade route. Um, and once again, we don't know motive. Um, we just know that there's been one victim, and there could be more, uh, you know, with the other ones who are injured right now. And I was watching that, and I was just wondering, is this the end of these kind of parades? Because unfortunately, it takes something like this for change. You go back to when Dale Earnhardt Sr., when he died, okay? No Hans device, walls aren't padded. It took that for NASCAR to change their entire sport. Now it's different. You know, it's apples and oranges. I'm just saying that it takes sometimes a moment. And then we go, oh my gosh, let's reassess this. Maybe this is that kind of moment here as we move forward with these types of parades where maybe it's just like you going to a game. We're going to get 70,000. They're going to do a you know, victory parade around you know, the field just saying hello to the fans. They give up and they get, get up and get speeches that it might, unfortunately, be the end of having these parades that go through you know, downtown, through cities. And that's obviously unfortunate. Uh, but the, I, I, would, I tried to get an answer, and the person I know said, way too soon for somebody to, to be talking about that, but it has to be something on our radar. And for any of these, you know, whether it's a, a college team wins a national championship, they usually have that in an arena. Sometimes you have local parades, but, you know, with, with teams and you have whatever, you know, a couple of million people are showing up. 
They want to celebrate. You want them to celebrate. This is your team. This is your town. This is your title. And now I wonder, is that in jeopardy? And and I'm, I don't want to sound insensitive to what happened, that I'm trying to move it forward, but I'm trying to offer perspective other than it's terrible and we don't have safe places, whether it's our schools, our churches, and here's a parade in our town. And this, this has happened before with parades. It's just there's going to be more attention. Uh, there was one in Chicago a couple of years ago, 4th of July. But when you don't have any big-name athletes or a team involved, that's just regular citizens. And that doesn't get anywhere near the attention because this is the Kansas City Chiefs celebrating and these poor people who went to celebrate. You go to ce- Just imagine you go to celebrate and then you say, somebody's not coming home from a celebration. You take your kids out of school. We want you to experience this. And what kind of impact does that have? Does that leave? Whether it's children, a community, you know, a team. You know, how do you register that, gauge that? But I did, I did wonder, you know, not long after I heard all the information and saw some of the local reports there, I wonder if we'll have these kind of parades anymore. That it might make a whole lot more sense for leagues to say, we're going to screen you security-wise. And you have to have a ticket. And unfortunately, this is, this is how these celebrations are going to play out from now on out. But if we have any other information, then uh, we'll certainly bring it to your attention. And as I said in the first hour, and I'll continue to say it, if you know, you're interested in this or you want more information, then I you know, would encourage you to go to an all-news station or a news channel so you could get those kind of updates. We're, we're a diversion here. We've been a diversion uh, we pride ourselves in trying to make you laugh, maybe think, um, and it's interactive as well. Phone calls, emails, tweets. Uh, so as we move forward, we move forward together with this, but uh, trying to understand it, yes, it is senseless. The NFL uh, sent out a statement deeply saddened by the senseless shooting that occurred today near the end of the rally in Kansas City for the Chiefs. Our thoughts are with the victims, everyone affected. We're grateful for the quick and thorough response of law enforcement and emergency personnel. It's something I've said before, and that is having members in my family who were New York City firefighters, and they were there for 9-11. Whenever you see a fire truck on the side of the road, and you see the firemen out there with their boots, and they're taking a collection, or you see first responders, think about them. You know, like I said about teachers, think about them. Uh... First responders, nurses in in hospitals, think about them. We normally don't. It takes something like this. It took COVID where we go, golly, they do an unbelievable job. They were dealing with life and death. Or some tragedy happens. You know, there's a fire. You know, they run towards that. Don't forget that. All right, poll question for the uh, second hour of the program is going to be what, Seton O'Connor? Team most likely to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl next season, (laughs) dot, dot, dot. Now, we could keep it to 49ers and Lions. We could add in Cowboys and Eagles for clicks. Yeah, you got to put in Cowboys for (laughs) clicks. I mean, I think technically, I think the Buccaneers this year were a higher seed than the Eagles, but that's not going to (laughs) happen. 
Can we put in how many teams? Can you put in six? Four. Oh, oh, four? Well, we could do six on the website. Okay. All right. Yeah, Paulie. The Rams were 10 and 7. The Green Bay Packers were 9 and 8. They should be in the mix ish. Mm-hmm. Other than, you know, obviously San Francisco, Detroit, Cowboys, Eagles. Yeah. Cowboys for clicks sounds like a website. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would put the Cowboys in there. Niners, Rams, Lions. Do you want to know the odds? The DraftKings odds for this? I would say it would be San Francisco. Big favorite. Yes. Uh, <laughs> then? Lions? Yes. Okay. Then? Cowboys. Uh, tied. Okay. With? Eagles? Yes. No. All right, now who's the next team? This is where the it all really... Okay. Is, is this the surprise? Mm, I don't know if it's a surprise. All right. Uh, so, NFC team. Packers. Blue, blue, blue. <laughs> That's a walk-off right yeah, there. Yeah, see you later, man. Take your fish and go home. Yes. <laughs> I know, oh, I mean, I know. I, I, I heated up some something for lunch, <laughs> and uh, it kind of permeated. It 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 wafted over to uh, the studio here. <laughs> I actually, I, I took it out in uh, Traegerville, so I have my lunch out there. I'm eating it outside. It's you know thirty thirty eight degrees, and I'm eating outside. You've been self banished. I, I did that, yes, for the betterment of this uh, this program. <laughs> By the way, Marvin is picking out Meat Friday. Because his diner's lost, and he's been a little down in the dumps, and you are controlling the menu for tomorrow. Make sure Tyler knows what to buy today, okay? I am. We talked yesterday, and I texted him late last night, mm-hmm. and then I was like, hey, add this. Oh. He was like, oh, that's perfect. So okay. got a couple things on the menu for Friday. Yes, Todd. And Paul's been keeping track of the stages of grief. So this would be like the fourth stage, I guess, since of what happened on Sunday. Yeah. No, he's got Friday, too. That uh, That's when we start to rally. That's when we rebound. Caitlin Clark about to break the all-time scoring record, and it should happen tonight. Iowa host Michigan. That'll be at uh, 7.30 Eastern, exclusively on Peacock, which is where you can watch this program. Two of the greats, Caitlin Clark and yours truly. All right, better shooter. Uh, Our three-pole question, she, better shooter. She is. Yeah, she is. I mean, would I like to take a chance against her? I would. Maybe 20 years ago. Here is... um, So I wanted to know the odds. Is it going to be a three-point field goal, a two-point field goal, or a free throw? And uh, Picture Day Ray handles the gambling podcast. By the way, today, Shea and Irving or Dylan have to get a Reba McIntyre tattoo because... (laughs) One lost the Super Bowl bets, and uh, Ray's not telling me. So I'm bringing a tattoo artist in, and one of the two has to get a Reba McIntyre tattoo. Uh, Okay, so three-point field goal, two-point field goal, and a free throw. So it looks like the odds favor a three-point field goal, then two points. And then free throw. Caitlin Clark. It's eight points. Hmm. I was going to go layup. Um, but 
Todd, you got an opinion? I think it'll be a two-point shot. I'm con- uh, interested in the prop bet of how long it takes in minutes and seconds when they stop the game and resume the game and acknowledge what she's Well, she's already me. said, look, I hope they don't stop the game because I don't want to waste a timeout. That's very cool that she said that, and it's the right thing to say, but they are going to uh, Are they going to charge that. Iowa with a timeout? I didn't know that. Like When LeBron set the all-time record, did they charge the Lakers with a timeout? I had not heard that before, but Caitlin Clark is already thinking about, all right, don't stop the game. We don't want to waste a timeout here. But uh, she needs eight points to break the all-time scoring record. She can still break Pete Maravich's all-time scoring record. Pete did that in three years uh, at LSU, and uh, I think he averaged you know 44.2 for his career, something crazy like that. Yeah, Pauline. Uh, you're going to probably back me up on this one, but it's, it's kind of unfair that Pete Maravich has to play by the same rules as everybody else. I think his record uh, in men's scoring is as safe as any record in sports. I don't think a, a male college player is going to catch him. It's possible because they have an extra year or two. Yeah, but Mike Davis, who was the head coach at Detroit Mercy, his son, had they got into the postseason last year, would have broken that record. Now, he has the three-point shot, which Maravich didn't have, and he, I think, had five years if you, you factor in COVID. But I think now that that COVID year is gone, it won't. It doesn't go in, going forward. No one's getting those. Yeah, but somebody could be a grad. Yeah, I think. But it's weird because if you're good enough to be threatening Pete Maravich's record, you would think you would be good enough to go to the NBA. Like, USC has a freshman guard. What's Juju's last name? Watkins. Watkins. She's already had a 50-point game. She's already ahead of Caitlin Clark's pace when Caitlin was a freshman there. But she's, she's going to put up some numbers. Plus, you can't go to the WNBA think you got to stay three years. I don't know if they allow you to leave after. Can you leave after one year? Women's college basketball? Yeah. We will check. Yeah, I don't... I don't know if you can. Here's how much Pete Maravich is ahead of anyone else. Career points per game average. Pete Maravich averaged 44 points a game for three years. The next closest is 35 points a game, Austin Carr at Notre Dame. Mm. He's 10 points clear. Yeah. Wow. And he didn't have a three-point shot. If he had one more season of college basketball, he would be in the 4,000s. Yeah, he'd probably be at 4,500. Yep. But I did talk to Dale Brown, the former LSU head coach. And, I, and he said, because he knew I, I was a Maravich fan, he sent me game film. He actually you know, put it on VHS and he sent me game film so I could watch Maravich. You know, not a, a TV you know, portion of this. This was actual when, when they shoot these games you know, for scouting. And Maravich, uh, he went back and did the shot chart of where Maravich was taking shots. And he said Pete would have averaged 55 a game with a three-point shot. Now, he might have averaged more because he would have taken more three-point shots, but he said if you look at the shot chart, Pete would have had 50, he would average 55 a game. (laughs) Crazy. What would you find out about the WNBA? WNBA draft eligibility. All NCAA players who are graduating seniors or turning 22 years old in 2022 are eligible to renounce any remaining eligibility in NCA. Okay. So you can't go pro. So yet. Juju couldn't go out after her freshman year. It would have to be some type of petition. As of now, those rules okay. prevent. All right. Uh, Paul in Iowa. Hi, Paul. What's on your mind today? 
Hey, Dan. Well, I have a question for you guys about Caitlin's legacy. Uh, but first, we have to address that yesterday you said the future Steph Curry statue should include Draymond Green. Yeah, all three of them. Yeah, I don't think Steph Curry's statue needs a backpack, Dan. <laughs> well, it might be something that uh, there was the Sports Illustrated cover where it's Draymond, Steph, and Clay together. So, I, you know, would I rather just have a Steph Curry statue? Yes, but I was wondering maybe Steph says, hey, how about all three? And then you have Durant way, way in the background. <laughs> uh, what else do you have, Paul? All right, but for Caitlin. I have a question about Caitlin Clark. She does have the opportunity of her fifth year. Now, around the room, would you guys use that fifth year to just obliterate this record, cement yourself, kind of like how you're talking about Pete right now? No, I would go the the WNBA. I, I, I think that she's ready for that next challenge. And, you know, people say, oh, what about all the money she's going to be passing up? I'm going to assume if she goes to the WNBA that Nike – Gatorade, some of these other sponsors, they're going to go with her because you still want to be attached to her. I don't know what she, you know, we, we already have people handicapping how good she's going to be. She won't be able to play that way in the WNBA. I Maybe not. Nobody thought she could play this way in college basketball because she was a curiosity. Paige Becker's got all the attention. And then all of a sudden, Caitlin Clark, and then people were like, oh, wow. And then she became must-see TV. You can see her tonight break the record against Michigan. That'll be on Peacock. Uh, Let's see. We'll take a break here. Mike Tannenbaum, former front office executive. He'll join us coming up. We'll uh, talk to to him about, uh, you know, a variety of things, including Chris Jones. Chris Jones, can you keep him? Can you keep Snead as well? Uh, Even the smoke screens that happened during the draft. Caleb Williams, Drake May. There is J.J. McCarthy. There's a lot going on already, so uh, we'll talk to him. Also, Steve Wilkes getting fired after one season as the defensive coordinator. So we'll talk to Mike T. He'll join us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I want to apologize again. I was reheating my lunch and... uh... Didn't realize it was going to be an issue for the Danettes because they're sitting right next to the kitchen and uh, the, the smell of fish came through the doors there. So I hope you guys are able to still work. Do your best. All right? I'm counting on you. 877-3DP-SHOW. We'll get to your phone calls coming up as well. Update the poll results. We bring in Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN front office insider. Mike T, you can see him on Get Up and Sports Center. And uh, leading up to the draft, he'll be reporting on site for the Combine. His first mock draft will be coming out March 26th on ESPN.com. Good to see you again, Mike. Explain to me why Steve Wilkes got fired. Dan, great to be with you. That was surprising. Obviously, Dan, it had much more to do than what we just saw on Sunday because, look, we could go back over the game, and there was probably a dozen different plays where if it had gone differently – we're talking about a 49er championship. And here's to me the just to take it behind the scenes, every single coach on that staff is talking to their wife, girlfriend, agent to say, like, hey, if that could happen to Wilkes and we go to the Super Bowl, that could happen to me. And I'm not saying that they won't get a good replacement because there's 32 of these on the planet, and he may very well know who it's going to be. But if I'm a candidate, a viable candidate with options, and I see a guy take a team – into overtime against Patrick Mahomes and get fired, I'm going to pause before I agree to come on board. If they win the Super Bowl, does Steve Wilkes still get fired? Well, I don't think so, but something must have happened either philosophically or otherwise. I got to think this decision was made before Sunday because, again, that game was too close, and we can make a real argument that that defense played outstanding, especially in the first half, you know, the way the game was flowing, and it was 3 nothing for a while, you just felt like 49ers were dominating that game, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that, again, to me, this decision had to be made well before Sunday. How does it? How was that um, firing carried out? Like, is, is it you know, GM that, that brings you in, and then – or is, is, you know, Shanahan involved in this? Set the scene. Yep. Yeah, uh, basically, you get back, you know, m- Monday – 
and John Lynch and Kyle Shannon together walk in and say, hey, Steve, we appreciate everything you did. Um, we just feel like it's in everyone's best interest for you and us to go in a different direction. And you know, we wish you nothing but the best and appreciate everything you did. And something else that's really important, Dan, you know, when you sit in these seats and have the privilege of leadership jobs, there's a great saying that applies here, which is when you let somebody go and they're surprised, you've done a bad job as the manager because what should have been happening, and maybe there is to be fair, many conversations along the way of like, hey, Steve, we need to have some really hard conversations. I don't like the way this thing is going. And this is a tough conversation but let's invest in this conversation so we can avoid the other conversation that neither you nor I want to have. And then Steve Spagnolo, the uh, defensive coordinator with the Chiefs, got extended. There were no head coaching uh, vacancies, but he's been a head coach before. I wonder if he realizes this is what I do really well, and you know why, why try to get another head coaching job? Yeah, a couple of thoughts on that. First of all, I thought Kevin Demoff, the COO of the now LA Rams, said something very authentic and enlightening. He said, hey, when we were the St. Louis Rams, we didn't give him everything he needed to be a head coach, the transition and everything else. And taking nothing away from Dave Canales, who may wind up being a great coach, but Dan, if you and I were owning or operating an NFL team and we put Steve Spagnuolo's resume next to Dave Canales's, it's not even in the same stratosphere. I mean, when you look at the job he's done, especially with all the resources on the offensive side and how young they are on defense, if we were running an NFL team and we're talking about leadership and player development, I'm hard-pressed to think, like, what boxes the Steve Spagnuolo doesn't check? If you were the Chiefs GM, how would you approach Chris Jones' contract situation? Yeah, this one, uh, and I've been in this situation before. I tell Chris Jones and LeJerry C, like, here, here's what's going to happen, fellas. I can give both of you guys a solid B deal. It's a good deal. It's not a great deal. We, we can't give everybody a great deal. But the alternative to a B deal is getting franchised, and one of you will be franchised. I am giving you the answers to the test. Here is the letter. All I have to do is hit send. So we're going to work our tails off between now and I think it's March 12th to get a deal done that we could both live with. Neither one of us is going to love, but we're going to like, and we could go for a three-peat, but you're not going to get the top of the market. You're going to get a really good deal, and one of you is going to get tagged. And if you don't want to get tagged, tell your agent to close the door, and we're not leaving until the deal's done. Does that work? Yeah, it sure does. Because, again, like when you know that the alternative to a B deal is getting tagged, all of a sudden you work your ass off to say, like, okay, like, if I could get the guaranteed money or if I could get like the third year guaranteed or if I could get, you know, this incentive to get me where I want to go. Like, you know, fear does the work of reason and, and players hate being tagged and I get it, but it's a great tactic this time of year. Yeah. I'm wondering about that with uh, Chris Jones and Snead, like who's more valuable moving forward. Yeah. I, look, I built defenses with Rex Ryan where I can tell you it's the corner from a standpoint that when you have Snead and Trent Williams, you can change the math. Meaning, we're going to play man-to-man, -man and our guys are better than yours. So even though we love Chris Jones, we're going to send more people than you can block. And, you know, it worked really, really well for us at the Jets. I just think when you get a guy like Snead, his length, his ball skills, I believe there was like 462 times he, he was targeted this year, didn't give up a touchdown. Those guys, to me, when they're young and they're prime, they don't leave the building. He's Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN front office insider. How often do agents get in the way of what a player really wants, but the agent may have a different agenda? 
Yeah, that's a simple question and a complicated answer. Um, it, it, every situation is a little bit different. I, I think what they're building there was a lot of what you felt like in New England for years where Brady took less. They had a real chance to win the championship. You know, Dan, it's really known as the aura of association. And I think what you're going to see in Kansas City in particular, skilled players that don't get what they want, take a one-year deal and say, hey, look, let me go win a championship with Mahomes and get back to the market. And that's not always great for an agent, but when you get this sort of like player-led movement and when you can play with a guy like Mahomes, that's hard to beat and becomes a force multiplier in the player market. So you think that they're going – will they draft a wide receiver in Kansas City or more likely to sign uh, a wide receiver? Yeah, I would go try to get a really inexpensive veteran receiver, you know, like the guys like the Brandon Cookses of the world, or, you know, someone's going to fall through the cracks. Is it Calvin Ridley? Is it Michael Pittman? I would draft a left tackle, let Donovan Smith graduate, put my resources into those two defensive players, and keep just throwing – resources at that receiver position and see what sticks like they did, you know, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, Rasheed Rice. Um, those are the most, like, to me, dispensable part of this plan. The corner, the defensive lineman, you got to keep them, draft the left tackle. Donovan Smith is okay, not great. And then attack the receiver position in volume. How much truth comes out of scouts or coaches, GMs, like, like, at what point do you say, now I know what they're saying about the draft is real? As opposed to leading up, there's always, you know, J.J. McCarthy hasn't played a game in, you know, a month and a half, but he's going up the draft boards here a little bit. Somebody's going to fall down the draft board. It, it happens every single year. So at what point do you feel like now we're starting to get real information? Right now, like we're in it right here, right now. And let me tell you why specifically. When we go back a year ago, Dan, and I think Ryan Poles has done a great job, the Bears DM, he made that trade with Carolina to flip one in 10 right at the combine. Those conversations have already begun. So if we're Atlanta, if we're Pittsburgh, and we're juxtaposing J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, and Justin Fields, those are the decisions we have to make by the time we get to the combine. And that's why to me, like we're, we're, we are already in it. Mm. And if you're Denver or all New Orleans, like all these other teams, you're looking at JJ McCarthy and you're looking at, do I want to pay the bill for Kirk cousins at 45 million and up? Or does Bo Nix, Michael Penix, McCarthy, once they get past those top three of Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels and Drake may that juxtaposition of our options is going to happen by the time we get to the combine. What's Justin Fields worth on the trade market? He's a second-round pick to either Pittsburgh or Atlanta. I think he's a player that has gotten better. There's still some flaws. There's still some inconsistencies. But he's a great kid with a ton of ability. And if you look at Arthur Smith, the new offensive coordinator at Pittsburgh, and the success he had when he was in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill, very similar skill set. And likewise, ironically, in Atlanta where he just left, with all those other skill players, they're desperate for a young athletic quarterback. And ironically, Fields is from Georgia. And, you know, to me, there's one of those two teams would be a great fit. Caleb Williams is from D.C. They have the second pick in the draft. How do you finesse this if you're Caleb Williams' agent without coming out and saying we don't want to go to Chicago? 
Yeah, it's hard um, because if I'm Chicago, I'm telling Caleb Williams, you know, start looking for places to live here. You can move here in March, April, <laughs> May. You can move here in October. Your area code is going to be 312 on your phone, and you're going to be here a long time. So you could tell me all about the D.C. area, and they could offer me uh, whatever you want. I don't care. But, you know, let's not overthink it. Caleb Williams is going to be a bear, and um, I'm not really interested in even picking the phone up. You don't think there's a trade off or somebody at least tries to go up and get it? You know, Dan, in our industry, like you're judged by a couple of things. Obviously, your win and loss record, right? But let's face it, part of the angst and consternation that we saw in Carolina a year ago was, and I do think earnestly that Bryce Young, when it's all said and done, is going to be a really good quarterback. Now, is he going to be top eight, top 12, top 15? I'm not sure, but he's, he's a talented player. He's small, but he's good. But every single week in Carolina, they dealt with, well, here's what Bryce Young did right <laughs> here, and here's C.J. Stroud that blew right by him. And if we were running the Bears, they're not going to say it publicly, but 1,000%, I can guarantee you, if they trade and take you know, either fill-in-the-blank Drake May or Jaden Daniels, and they pass on Patrick Mahomes, you don't survive that decision. Good to talk to you as always, Mike. Thank you. All right, Dan. Appreciate it. That's Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN front office insider. And uh, he will be at the Combine. His first mock draft will be March 26th on ESPN.com. Lucas in Texas. Hi, Luke. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Good morning. How are you? Good, good, good. Good, good. Hey, I wanted to bring back uh, a little bit of the discussion you guys had right at the end of yesterday's show. My wife and I were listening, and I said, oh, I've got to call in on this. Would you give up a toe for a gold medal? Um, as a recent member of what I like to call the nub club, uh, missing uh, part of a toe here, I can say uh, definitely. I mean, it's overrated. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't doing anything with it anyways, and I, if I get a gold medal, I'd trade a medal per toe. What? How did you lose your toe? Oh man, this is going to sound so uh, Central Texas. Uh, I had a boating accident. I run a little boating rental business and had a person crash into our trailer, and so uh, I tried to get out of the way, slipped into the way, and before you know it, uh, I looked down and I was uh, missing a digit. Wow. Yes, Paulie. Did you so, find it and try to have it reattached, or was it in the water and gone? Oh, man. Okay, I don't want to get too graphic. I know we're on a, on a show, but I'll say it this way. I, I first thought that I heard it, and then I grabbed. I was wearing Crocs, you know, the, the universal shoe of the lake, if you will, <laughs> and uh, and the remainder fell out, and I said, oh, we got to go to the hospital right now. So uh, pulling two jet skis, drove myself right to the hospital, and uh, they weren't able to save it. So uh, I will say this. Everyone at the hospital thought I was, you know, the jet ski guy, the, the guy that uh, – you know, was being irresponsible when they learned it was, you know, I run a little business that does it. Uh, instantly, the doctors all got way nicer. What, you know, oh, we're so sorry for your loss. Uh, but that, be that as it may, I take a gold medal any day of the week. All right. Well, thank you, Lucas. Uh, Jonah in Maine joins us. Hi, Jonah. Medium time. six one estimated 218. All right. Um. Yeah, so on yesterday's show, the guys weren't too hot on coming up to Maine to visit your new cabin. Uh, so I just wanted to get on air real quick and offer to be your official Mainer Danette, hang out you at, hang out with you at the cabin whenever you'd like company. All right, well, thank you, Jonah. No, I think the Danettes would come up. Well, if invited, I think they would. Oh, uninvited. Oh, hey, Dan. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, am I reading the room incorrectly? It seems like you guys would be curious about coming up to in, Maine. In the summer, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. By the coast there, get some lobster, all that good stuff. I'm going ice fishing. Oh. I'm going ice fishing. This weekend? Yeah, going ice fishing. You got your auger? You got the whole thing? Uh, somebody has the auger and uh, drills the hole. And then, You're not uh, going to do the auging? I would like to. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to experience all of it. Yeah. Fritzy, would you be interested in going up to Maine? I absolutely would visit you in Maine. I don't know how big I am on the ice fishing, but I, maybe I'd give it a shot if we were all doing that as a group project. Yeah, darn. I was hoping for a no. Um, but maybe I would do it if it was a group project. <laughs> like the ice fishing. Well, because we did that one Super Bowl, and I wasn't really participating in that ice fishing thing you guys were doing. Yeah. Not, not really participating. You didn't show up. You didn't. I didn't show up at all. Yeah, I thought I was off to the go. side watch. I didn't even show up. Yeah, right? yeah. I was busy in my hotel room. All right, let me take a break. Then we'll have more phone calls coming up right after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ray in Arizona. Good morning, Ray. What's on your mind today? Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Great. Good. Thank you. You sound great. By the way, highly entertaining show. And if you know how much I love radio, you would really respect that opinion. I'm very entertained by what you guys do. So, but you don't need to hear that from me. You know that, but still it's really, really good. So thank you. Um, here's my point. I'm what's called 
a perfect fan. I'm only entertained if there's entertainment. I don't really have any brand loyalty. But what upsets me about the analysis that's going over the Super Bowl, I really want to get your take on this, as far as I was concerned, it was an absolutely perfect game. Two of the best teams, arguably, through the seeding process, ended up tied at the end of the game. What is wrong with that? Everybody did their job absolutely perfectly. And then you had what everybody wondered about, quarterback versus quarterback. One couldn't score a touchdown. The other one did. The anomaly is the overtime rule, not the performance of the teams. And I'm, it's lost on me why this is not understood this way. This deep dive into all of this analysis of what mistake was made and who did what, show me the football game where a mistake's not been made since the inception of the sport. And you can't. So it's just it's just an overreaction. And I know the industry of the sports marketing world is, is, is what that is. But honestly, am I seeing that wrong? I'm really interested. If I am, I'm certainly willing to take my licks on it. But I don't think that I am. Well, when you say it's a perfect game, and thanks for the phone call, Ray, and the compliment, it wasn't a perfect game. Just because you're tied at the end of regulation doesn't mean it was a good game. And there were mistakes. And... We look at those mistakes. Now, are we overanalyzing? Were the Niners prepared? Uh, the Chiefs were prepared. The Niners weren't prepared. You know, that's a deep dive, and uh, you know, I'm not playing therapist here and, and trying to understand what Kyle Shanahan knew and when he knew it or how he was preparing his players or Andy Reid did this, but it wasn't a perfect game just because you're tied. It wasn't an entertaining game for the most part. I mean, what stood out? Mistakes. It wasn't. How many great plays were there in the Super Bowl? Very few. Now you can say Chris Jones going unblocked. So he had to go unblocked to make that incredible play. That's a mistake that allowed something to happen. Like, how many great plays did you have? You had the touchdown pass to Christy McCaffrey. That was an entertaining play. But other than that, I mean, you had a block extra point. Extra points don't get blocked. A 57-yard field goal does. So that could have been blocked by two different players on the Chiefs. The punt that was muffed. That's another mistake. So it wasn't necessarily created by somebody. They made the mistake. It was, oh, he forced that. And it wasn't a shootout here. Yeah, Marvin. And also, I've been getting a little bit uh, pushback on Twitter. So they said Ray Ray didn't muff the punt per se, but he should have dove on the ball instead of trying to pick it up. And I understand Ray Ray probably his entire life, he has picked the ball up with people around him and ran it back for a touchdown yeah. because you're not in the NFL unless you're a legend somewhere else before that. Yeah. But dive on the ball. You're right, and I've said that too, that, that he muffed the punt. Uh, he muffed the fumble recovery is what he did. You know, Trying to pick that up. If he just lands on the ball, and, and it depends on what your position is. If you're a lineman you're going to dive on the ball. He's a skilled position player. He was still trying to make something happen. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, the last 90 minutes were fantastic, but the first half, if you're a casual fan or not a fan of the Niners and Chiefs, you're waiting to see Mahomes, and Mahomes spent most of the half on the sidelines watching. And also, I would say the other thing is, the other reason why we talk about and breaking down the Niners' side of this so much is, this is a second straight Super Bowl where the Niners were really, really close to winning. And I think that's interesting that this game is not a standalone. It's about their history, too. And you were getting Brock Purdy on that platform, wasn't able to play, got injured last year in the NFC title game. But it wasn't a shootout. You had some good defensive plays. But for the most part, the game was really predicated on mistakes that were made. 
So I wouldn't say that was a great Super Bowl. We we sometimes confuse the ending of a game. We go, man, that was an unbelievable game. No, right. unbelievable ending. A lot of times when I say, well, what happened the first three quarters of a game? Or if it's a basketball game, what happened prior to that? Like, what was great about that? It's always last-second shot. You know, when we talk about Ray Allen hitting that shot for the Miami Heat, do you know what happened prior to that? No. Maybe Kawhi Leonard missing a free throw? Ginobili missed a free throw? But it said they make the free throw, then Ray Ray doesn't have that, you know, hit the three to win a championship. Yes, Eden. It was, it was a great ending in that. Well, somebody's going to win. Let's see who it is. <laughs> yeah, well, somebody here's going to win, and then they're going to be like, whoa, I can't believe they won. That's crazy. That was a great ending. <laughs> but that was basically it, though. Somebody had to win. Right. Yeah, somebody did. Rick in Arizona. Hi, Rick. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, DP and Dennis. Uh, First time, long time, 5'11", 187, I think. Uh, my question is related to LeBron James and Steph Curry. If they were to partner up, I mean, I feel like LeBron's legacy has been cemented, but if they were to partner up this late in his career, would it, you know, would it put a blemish on his, you know, mm. on his legacy at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's... Michael Jordan sycophants that would not acknowledge LeBron. Even LeBron winning in the bubble. They're like, yeah, but he won it in the bubble. Well, everybody was in the bubble. He doesn't get full credit for that championship. Uh, oh, he had to join Steph Curry's team. Oh, he had to join Dwayne Wade's team. You know, that's the knock on LeBron. Now, you're going to get this, too, with LeBron sycophants. Well... Michael never did it with other teams. When he went to the Wizards, he didn't do anything. LeBron goes to the Heat, wins, back to the Cavs, wins, and then uh, goes to the Lakers and wins. And if he won at Golden State, you know, everywhere he goes, he wins. I mean, it, it, once again, it depends on your angle. If, if you love Jordan, then you're not going to acknowledge that. It'd be like, oh, journeyman, got to join other superstars. Or if you love LeBron, you'd be like, that dude, wherever he goes, he wins. So, I just, the one thing always stands out is he's passive-aggressive. You know, when you do the emoji with, uh, you know, sands in the hourglass, just say what you want to say. Just say, you know, we need, to, we, we need this on the team. Or, we, you know, um, I, I hope he can add this instead of what? Oh, we're going to have the, the sands of time. I'm sending a message to ownership and Rob Polinka. Just say it. Passive-aggressive drives me crazy. Right, Todd? I love the way he handles all that. Yeah. No, I was talking about you being passive-aggressive. Yes, I am. All right, thank you, Todd. Bill Plaschke wrote a column, basically said, LeBron, see ya. He'll join us coming up, final hour on this Thursday. What makes a Mercedes-Benz EV different? Electric is what gets you there, but Mercedes is what moves you. Like no other automaker can. The vehicle, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQ. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.